0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Pivot and Thrive. This is your host, Kim Shea. And today I get to speak with two friends of mine, Sin Collip and Chris Ryan. Sin is the editor with and also the co-owner of Ryan Video Productions. And Chris is the founder and also the co-owner of Ryan Video Productions. And I will include the link in the show notes, but you can go to ryanvideoproductions.com to look at that. So welcome both of you. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Kim. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks. Yes.
0: Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Um, so why don't you tell me about your backgrounds? Like, um, Sin, I know you, you were in design, like high quality design and staging, right? That was your Yeah. Background?
2: Well, uh, initially it was actually child development and family relations. So I was actually oh. going, worked in um, psychiatric hospitals initially and then when we moved from Tucson to California, that's when I thought, well, my passion really has always been about design. And um, so I went to interior design school and picked up another degree and started working in that field. And uh, yeah, had a couple, oh, a few years of doing interior design, running and managing a boutique, doing seven years of pottery farm doing uh, merchandising and window displays, et cetera. And then um, also a couple of years of staging in the retail market. So,
0: yeah.
1: You mean uh, real estate? Real estate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So you've done a lot of different things. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
2: And I was a mom too in there.
0: I know you are. Yeah. You've You've got a son, right? Yeah.
2: Just one son.
0: Um I want to ask you because you went from something that was medical to something that was not medical, and so sometimes when I'm working with people, they may have a career that's um, more of a service career, like maybe your medical career where they feel like they can't leave it or. Other people feel like they can't leave it when they retire and and they'll feel like, well, I have to continue doing the same thing again. But you've you've done something really different. Did that bother you? Was that an easy transition to make? You know what? It was an easy transition
2: because right when I got out of college is when I started working and it was just um, as a psych tech. So I worked with the doctors and the nurses implementing the plans and I worked with The age group three year old to 12 year olds, but I got pretty quick uh, to different hospitals. That unless I went back and picked up a social work degree or went into nursing, that I wasn't going to move up the ladder very far. And truly, Mm -hmm. when we moved over to California from Tucson, that was the freedom to go. I'm going to look into what I've always been more passionate about. The other one was interesting and I loved it, but truly where my heart was, was more in the creative field always. I mean, always since I was a kid, it was, Oh, well, your minor was art. History. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it just gave, it freed me up to have the opportunity to look elsewhere and uh, jump into school again. So I was fortunate that I left one field, Fairly early, I was still, you know, late 20s and then bounced to the other side. And so glad I
0: did. <laughs> and why did you not go into that in the first place? Um, into art? You know what? I, if,
2: if I really think about it, I think it's like sometimes the thing that you're most passionate about can also be, the most intimidating in terms of like, what if I don't make it? What if I failed? And the other one seemed safer. I didn't know where in what direction to put, um, a creative bent. And it wasn't until I got over here and researched design schools. And it's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's what I can do with that. Cause I knew it's like, I'm not an artist per se. I'm not going to be a painter. So where do I put that creative energy? So, um, Yeah, I think the other field was interesting. I think it comes in handy as I work with people to have that (laughs) background for sure. I'm not sad that I did it. Um, But yeah, I think it was just uh, getting older and then finding different niches where I could put my my talents.
0: I think it's great that you did find and make the move to do something that you love to do. I know when I was in college, I loved art. I loved it a lot, but, um, and my professor said, you know, you should consider being an art major. And to me, it just seemed like that was not going to be a good enough career. Mm -hmm. So I went into biology, which I stunk at, I really stunk at biology, but I thought this is the more honorable.
2: Oh yeah. (laughs) This has more street (laughs) cred.
0: Yeah. But you know, if you don't like it and you're not good at it, I mean, (laughs) when I applied to grad school and I had to require my transcripts and I, Saw that my GPA with biology was a 2.86. I thought, man, why did nobody call me in and say, (laughs) Kim, you're not on the right path because this is bad. (laughs) So, well, that's
2: funny. Well, that's funny, and that always breaks my heart when I hear people that stay in a field where they really don't, where their heart doesn't lie. That's that's yeah. So,
0: exactly. but it's nice. You've done that already. And I like to see people do that in retirement if they haven't had a chance before Yeah, to go do what you want to exactly. do now. So that's Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Chris, what's your background? Well,
1: I had a um, interesting, both Sin and I, we out of high school, I thought uh, medical was going to be my journey. And I, I enrolled really? for nursing school and I got to the point where I was going to uh, buy my books and my uniforms, but my parents had not saved a dime for education. And I didn't want to go into debt and didn't really understand how the whole student loan thing worked anyway. I was pretty much on my own. So I thought, well, I'm just going to wait a year or two and I could always enter nursing school later. And so in the meantime, I started uh, moonlighting as a DJ at UCSD University. California, San Diego. I played uh, music from midnight to (laughs) 3am, which they couldn't find a student to do, strangely enough. So I did it, even though I wasn't technically enrolled there. I I knew the program director. So he let me have a key. I went in, I played music. And then uh, from there, I parlayed that into a full-time job in Tucson. I relocated. And um, so my first 20 years was all radio either on the air or then eventually kind of sliding off the air and into more of a promotions and marketing position.
0: Wow. Yeah. I I didn't know you had been drawn to medical in the first place and you've had some really interesting experiences.
1: Yeah. Well, both ways. Yeah. I had interesting experience. I loved serving people in medicine and I have always been pretty good at service that's been whether i worked in restaurants you know which i did for a while or if i was um you know in advertising which is what i did after radio i, I kind of s- swerved into marketing and advertising and i was again an account executive so i worked with clients there so that was again a service role then mm-hmm. uh, now what i'm doing with the video company is also serving clients you know making sure that you build a strong relationship and Uh, you know, how to deliver on what they need.
0: I I can say I don't know you very well, Chris, we've only crossed paths a few times in the chamber, and we haven't really spoken, but um, your, your personality as a server comes through very strongly, Uh, your servant leader type of a person, it's very obvious. And in your website, it also comes through very nicely that you're really there to help people. Yeah, to yeah. improve their business. I, it comes from the Yeah, heart.
1: thank you for that. I, I love doing that because that's, I mean, I love getting a payday, but ultimately the best paycheck is if they say, wow, you really helped me, you know, communicate something valuable about my brand or my product or my services. And if I can get somebody to feel good about themselves and show them off on video and, you know, every, it's always fun to, you know, show somebody that they can be or do more than they thought they're capable of. That's a a real thrill for me.
0: It is. It is nice. That's a great experience. Do you find that there are people who come in to, even though they may have hired you, that they have a discomfort with having themselves on video? Is that something you have to deal with? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, because I don't really work with actors. I work with business owners, it's a a company that's really targeting, uh, you know, helping small businesses and large businesses tell their story through their either products or their, uh, you know, demonstrations, testimonials. So all of those things are, you know, dealing with people who are really working in their business. You bring a video camera in and, you know, that's one of the things that I really try to work on is to make them comfortable and try to make them feel extremely capable and competent that all they have to do is, you know, focus on looking at me, don't look at the camera, don't get in your head, don't think, don't rehearse, don't script, just, you know, come knowing what you already know in your head and in your heart. And we're going to have a great conversation. So that's the way I try to coach people going in, uh, just so that they don't get overwhelmed with it, because people can be very intimidated by it. And then afterwards, they can be very self-critical um, until they see the finished product and then they're hopefully um, very proud of themselves. Usually they are it's like, Oh, I
2: never knew that. I, and that, that, That's where the magic of editing comes into.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause
1: then, then yeah, well. people can relax. They know, Oh, if I screw up, it's not live. You know, I can do two or three or four takes or whatever it is. And so, mm. yeah, the whole thing is just getting people to relax, but not unusual for people that be uncomfortable with that camera there.
0: Okay. All right. Well that's good. You're skilled with that. How'd you two meet? Hmm, well when she was a groupie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a groupie. I can see why.
2: <laughs> when Chris was on air over in Tucson, um he used to do a jazz show and every once in a while they'd go out and do live broadcasts at different um, venues. And so a co-worker of his invited me down to the Tucson Racquet Club to go see the jazz show. And I think she may have had a little bit of an ulterior motive to that. And mm-hmm. so I went down there and I thought, wow, he's really cute. And he was playing good tunes. Um, so we made a date that night to meet up at a Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's how we met and just totally hit it off with the uh, books, movies, music. It was uh mm-hmm. pretty magical,
0: pretty yeah. magical. That's yeah. great. That's a great story. Yeah. How long have you been married? You
1: just past 33 years.
0: Yes. No, Congratulations. Yeah, this weekend,
2: yeah. past weekend was our, anniversary
0: yeah yeah oh, so it's it's working out
2: yeah are <laughs> so good i think it's uh, gonna run the distance
0: that's great um so now you're you, you said you're getting close to retirement it's a few years off in the future um but you work together now and so you're finishing up your careers together um how is that how is that working together
2: you know, I think, I think it's really interesting because there's a lot of, that seems to be an, uh, a question that um, a lot of people have about working together and it's worked out really easily and may, maybe even more easily than what we even thought it was going to. Hmm. And there's probably a few reasons for that. I, I would think, um, Just the fact that we have two separate offices, so we aren't in each other's spaces all the time. We have a division of the work that we do. Um, So I'll be off doing editing. He's doing a different kind of production, maybe not even working on the same project at the same time. So um, and just a, a lot of mutual respect and respecting each other's spaces quite a bit. So it's worked out really really well um yeah, yeah i was
1: i was actually kind of surprised too because we you know as a couple there's always places where you know people have their domain you know like uh, i get more into the the cooking although sin is a great cook and a great baker but i i do a lot of the cooking and we don't get in each other's way she does a lot of the more design stuff and i i don't try to get in the way there so with uh, video, I've been doing it a couple of y- years before she even started, you know, participating. And um, she's real coachable, which was great. I mean, that made it really easy. There was not a lot of ego there. Whereas, you know, if we were trying to, you know, fight over what color the bedspread should be, <laughs> I would lose that anyway. So uh, a couple, you always have to figure out, you know, pick your battles. But with uh, with the work thing, it's been very complimentary. And she's also been learning how to shoot as well as edit. So she's got second camera um, and production assistant duties on many of our shoots. Uh, so, you know, not only is she editing, but she's also learning how to look through the lens and listen as an editor to make sure that, uh, you know, she's picking up all the nuances of what people say. Because, you know, they talk for 10 minutes, you're going to use 30 seconds. Right. So. You know, in in our business, we tend to think with an editing hat on half the time.
2: And the thing that I could bring to the table, which was really nice, is with my design background is the colorization of the videos has, you know, I love doing that part of it because that's like having my hands in a paint box. Mm. So, you know, and he, he pretty much defers to me when it's about that end of it, which is nice. So early on, I felt like I was bringing value and that was huge. You know, I just, I want to be a a part of something where I bring value. Otherwise it's, it's not worth it for me and not worth it for him. So.
1: Yeah. I would say that's a common thread to your whole life has been, you know, not as much about what you make, but it's about how you feel about what you do. Yeah. And you've always wanted to have something that made you feel like, you know, it was meaningful work and ideally creatively challenging, you know, or inspiring. And uh, so that's definitely something that we're doing now.
2: And it's- the icing on the cake is the, ha- is the ownership piece because um, that really wasn't a part of either one of our background, the whole entrepreneurial <laughs> uh, <laughs> event. So, well, I guess I, I did a little bit with design, but still I worked for a company. It wasn't my own. So to have that element as part of it, I mean, I love that. I love, and as Chris always says, why did I wait so long to do this? Yeah, Yeah. that's how much it has. uh, I mean, we're working hard and we're busy, but we also can create flexibility in our schedule in a way that we've never been able to before. So that's been a real blessing. Mm Mm-hmm, yep.
0: Yeah, you have a lot of control when you're an entrepreneur. You work hard, but um, it's a good life, I think.
1: Mm, I agree. Yeah, And yeah, me, you know, until two and a half years ago, I was working for somebody else my entire life. Never had a desire to be an entrepreneur. Mm. Um, But, you know, it wasn't until toward the end of my career in marketing. I was a vice president at a pretty large company, and I had clients all over the world. And I was doing video for them. And I asked my boss, you know, Hey, if you can't, you know, I hadn't gotten a raise in like five years. I asked him, can I do some work on the side and augment my income with this video business? And I showed him my website, I showed him a brochure. And he said, Yeah, as long as you get your work done. Um, But he saw that (laughs) slowly, it, it kind of took over the balance of my Mm. time. So we had a, breaking of, uh, you know, uh, separation, uh, you know, parting of ways, very amicable. But at the same time, I was scared because I didn't ever expect myself to be a business owner. That would never be a title that I would have seen myself as doing, but it's worked out fine. The first year was a little, little low. Uh, We had to tighten up our belts, but um, this last year has been very good. Even with the pandemic, you know, it's been a good year for video because people True. need that yeah. for communication so it's actually one of those um one of those industries where it didn't see a, a real pullback which is good
0: that is good i'm glad and going forward well but people know who you are so it should just go up from here <laughs>
1: i hope so that's, I yeah mean, no, that's the plan <laughs> i keep hoping the circle will get bigger and bigger I you know so. people like Carlsbad and Vista know me but
2: but that is how it started. I mean, at first he was out there and he's great at this because he had a background in marketing. Mm-hmm. He knew how to, how to get out there and pound on doors. If it had been up to me, that wouldn't have probably happened. Yeah. So thank God, he had this idea and created his brochure and got out there and cold called and knocked on doors and joined chambers and met people. And, you know, it's, it's less and less of that. Even just two and a half, almost three years into it, it's much less of that, and more word of mouth and and uh, online leads. Online, yeah. yeah. Like
0: Google so that's leads. been a oh, that's really
2: great. dramatic turnaround in a very very short time. Yeah,
0: well, that's impressive. And it's impressive too that you got out there and started, you know, pushing it and promoting yourself and getting involved in the chamber. It seemed like. In the Chamber of Commerce, there tends to be the same people over and over and over again. And you're one of those people that's there. You're you're at all the meetings. You know people. And it's it's great for your mental health, too, because when you leave a business that is somebody else's business, you have a social life. And then you can lose all that when you become an entrepreneur. So yeah, you were able to I, I keep awesome. that going.
1: My friendships are deeper now with my colleagues uh, you know, in the business community. Uh, much deeper than when I was working in the corporate world. Hmm. Um, and I, I know it sounds kind of weird, but uh, the CEO at the Carlsbad Chamber, we had coffee a month or two ago. And I said, Brett, you know, what's funny is, I think now more people are going to probably end up showing up for my funeral if I were to die now than if it were two years <laughs> ago when I was a vice president at a company in in that time I was just a co-worker and you know they would have maybe come to pay respect for the family but I really truly think I have relationships and and it's a it's like you said Kim it, you know the that can be a fabric of support for entrepreneurs it really helps to sustain me and and builds me up on days when I feel perhaps a like uh, a little unsure, you know?
0: Yeah. That's wonderful. Will your coworker be making appearances at chamber events in the future?
1: <laughs> yeah, but well, she I, will be once we open up. a little more. I later. hope
2: yeah, so. Yeah. I d- yeah, definitely, definitely will. And I, I, I think that's so interesting because it used to be that our friend, our friendship circle would a lot of times revolve around people that I would meet when I was out and about or, my co-workers and really not so much about his, which, you know, he's with these people every single day. You think you build a bonds like forever. Mm-hmm. Um and now it really is it's shifted that it truly is more about people he's met through business. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's an interesting turn of events.
0: That's nice. I think that's nice. Yeah. More of a balance there. So yeah. so then on mm-hmm. the topic of balance I mean, this is a problem with everybody right now, because we're a lot of us are working from home. And so there is no time clock, you can just keep going. And then I'm like, oh, I got to go do this memo. And you can go do it, send a letter, whatever. How do you guys end your day? You keep talking about Ryan video productions till you go to bed? Or I mean, how do you have any boundaries?
2: Hmm. Well, I will say you, you talked about how do we end the day? Uh, We do have something that a routine that we do every morning, which really has nothing to do with Ryan video. And it's, we keep a gratitude journal journal. So it, it is setting the tone for the day and intentions that, you know, truly doesn't have anything to do with the business, but Chris is pretty disciplined. He gets out and gets going early. I go out and take a power walk and ease into the day. And then we usually, we try to, if there's not a shoot, if there's, you know, not a deadline on something, shut down and watch the sun set in the Adirondack chairs. Oh. That has been, become the routine. So, yeah. and yes, I have to admit it does, you know, there, there is some talk about, What's happening? How was the day? Because again, even though we work together, he's in his office, I'm in mine. So a lot of times it feels like, oh, I haven't seen you all day, mm. even though we're in the same house. Right.
0: Well, that's that's cool, don't you think? Because if you were doing everything together all the time together, then there would be nothing to talk about.
2: Because oh yeah, I know. I and I don't think it would work. If that's <laughs> that's too much together time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you I know. Love- how you
1: You know, (laughs) you know how it is when you're raising your family and sometimes, you know, husbands and wives, they they find that there's nothing to talk about except for what the kids are doing and who's going to take them where and schedules and, you know, all these Mm -hmm. things. So, you know, for, you know, we're no longer uh, raising a child. He's on his own now. So that's good. But what we do talk about are things that we share and we enjoy and, uh, You know, it's not a a tiresome subject and and, and we can easily leave it. You know, we can move on and, you know, find something to watch on TV, which we enjoy doing. Just, you know, watching some of the series or, you know, get get into a different intellectual mind space in the evening.
0: Yeah, that sounds really nice. You guys seem very compatible. It's lovely.
1: Yeah, we figured things out eventually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what are your longer term goals here do you want to keep doing this do you want to do something else because you guys seem like you're able to change and shift and to do other things what what's your future hold for you in terms of more retirement level
2: do you want to go i'm raising my hand on this side okay <laughs> uh, well, I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna throw out a dream i don't know if it'll happen i'm just putting setting it out there to you know put power to it. What I would really love is to keep doing this, but doing it in the capacity of travel. Ooh. Because, yeah, uh, we were fortunate enough to be able to travel quite a bit um, in years past. And, you know, I've really felt that lately with COVID, not being able to to get out and explore places like we used to. So I would love to see some way of parlaying the video and combining it with travel and staying someplace, um, you know, a little longer than the typical one, two weeks, like maybe go off someplace in Europe for a month and two months, something like that. So that would be a dream of mine if we can find the right kind of clients or, you know, I want that.
1: I've got some ideas in that area too, either working with a travel agent. uh, And there's a couple of them now that I've met through the chamber of commerce um, to perhaps be a documentarian for somebody on their trip. So say, say uh, you know, like one of the things I would love to do is go on one of those Viking river cruises that goes up like uh, the the smaller rivers in Europe. Mm -hmm. So it's a smaller boat. And uh, if there were like a couple were three families and they wanted to have at the end of their two week cruise, a a half hour video of highlights of the excursions that their family took interviews with them, what's going on in their lives at that point in time. Um, That would, that would, I think be a great market because people that take those kinds of trips tend to have that kind of little bit of disposable income. Mm -hmm. And, they don't want to stand there with a selfie you know iphone during their whole trip in fact at a certain age you probably feel a little bit silly doing that so having somebody else doing it discreetly um might be kind of a fun thing i i, I have to explore this but that'd be a part of the dream for me <laughs> go on the trip and you know follow them around a little bit maybe they go on an african safari
0: wow <laughs> That would be. We've fun. done some
1: documentary work, so that I, that kind of um, that kind of work interests us.
0: Okay, so even going forward, you guys are on the same page in terms of what you each Pretty want much. to do. I don't seem like,
1: like quitting. I don't have a date out there. I don't have one of those retirement countdown clocks in my office. I'm not yearning to stop working. In fact, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be good for either of us. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I I'm fine. You know, I might slow down a little bit, but. At this point, at 62, almost 63, I I could still be working, you know, full blast for the next two or three years and then maybe taper off 60, 50 percent, something like that.
2: And we, we had a taste of it just this past weekend. We had a shoot that was up in Santa Rosa, so up in Sonoma. Mm-hmm. And we were able to drive up there. I found an Airbnb that was smack dab in the middle of a winery and yeah, so we did the shoot and stayed there a couple days, drove back home and it's like, yes, please. (laughs) 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 please. I like that, you know, combining the two where it's like, you know, we didn't have to put everything on hold. This is part of it. And you meet interesting people along the way. So all that's been great. And, you know, even just adding to that, just um, one of the really nice aspects is Chris has been able to secure some video work with a handful of um, nonprofits. And that's been really, really rewarding uh, to give back in that way Mm -hmm. and to see that slice of life um, that I hadn't before. So, Yeah.
1: again, it makes you feel grateful for your life, but also grateful that you can help improve someone else's.
0: That's nice to contribute. That is really nice. Well, so what do you like to do maybe separately or um, when you're away from the business? What is something that you want to continue doing as you go forward into retirement for fun?
1: Uh, well, for me, we both love traveling, but, uh, for me, I, I love getting out and just going down to the beach, you know, enjoying some sun, taking a walk on the, on the beach. That's my, my, uh, home away from home. And, um, Oh gosh, other than that, I mean we bu- we both putter around the house but we do different things. You love your garden?
2: Yeah, I love to garden and uh, where we split off is he loves to go down to the beach because he's a born and bred California boy. You can mm-hmm. put me hiking out in the desert or hiking out up mountains. So that's uh, you know, as long as I can stay active, that's that's huge for me and uh yeah. Read a lot and putter around in the garden, for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, it all, it all sounds idyllic, states, you know. Kind of overlap. We we have some music that we like separately, but we generally—I I love going out and seeing live music. We both do, and we look forward to uh, getting back into that. You know, once things—I know that'll be one of the last things that'll probably come back to normal is is uh, entertainment, live entertainment. But um, looking forward to that—that that is something that we enjoy together.
2: Yeah and more family time.
0: Yes, uh, we all need that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, especially with uh, our sons back in Cincinnati, so with this I haven't uh, we haven't seen him in over a year. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: almost. So we are ready to uh travel back to the Midwest and go see our boy.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that that must be really hard. Yeah. Yeah yeah i my family and i we do zoom calls twice a week and we're spread out all over the country and
1: twice that's a week? One th- that's great
0: yeah twice a week and um really it's really i think really important to my mom so that's something that we do and and we all talk about when this all ends that we're all gonna get together out here in in san diego county and and have a big seven day fest where it's just gonna be food and drink and a lot of us are good cooks oh yeah 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 yes <laughs> i mean we're just we're so excited to just do family stuff yeah again. Just be exactly, so nice. exactly yeah I'd eat a lot of good food yeah
1: <laughs> Yes. <laughs> i think there's going to be a lot of that and you know they're, they're saying in business forecasts that the travel industry is really going to come back strong because people are you know the
0: uh you know just uh,
1: the 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 deprivation that everybody feels, having not been able to travel, and as Americans, we're used to being mobile and independent, mm-hmm. and so you know maybe more so than than perhaps other cultures, uh, we really, I think, will will get into that kind of a, a travel mode, and um, I think that'll help some of the industries that have been hardest hit. At least I hope so.
2: Travel, yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's going to be an exciting time.
2: Yeah, me too.
0: Coming around the corner after what we've been through. It'll be nice. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, it's what
1: happened after that, uh, you know, big uh, flu of 2018. And that was followed by the Roaring Twenties, mm-hmm. 1918. Yeah, 1918, that, that flu epidemic that was similar to what we just went through. And then after that, you had the Roaring Twenties where people were just nuts. You know, they were <laughs> out and they were dancing and it was... All kinds of new uh, trends in you know social behavior. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that'll that'll happen again. I hope we behave ourselves this time.
0: I hope so too. I just hope. I mean, we need that life affirming time after all this to get out there and feel alive and be together and reconnect with people and remember how important touch is and hugging and just being near other people. I think it's easy. It's been easy in the past for people to decide they're too busy to get together. They don't have time, but now I think people will wake up to that. And hopefully some of the pain we've gone through as a nation will mm-hmm. start to heal up too. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: I hope so too.
0: Yeah. I love the
2: idea of appreciating, uh, appreciating people in your life on a whole new level. Mm-hmm. I love- Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward to, it. I'm looking forward to having dinner with you guys. Yeah. Wow. All
2: over awesome. here, so. Where would
1: we go? I don't what, know. Yeah. I mean,
0: name name well, the spot. <laughs> just, it'll be great just to go do it. You
1: I know, I mean, it. I mean, we used to always go out to Italian places or you know Indian or you know places that are more ethnic food. But the last couple of times we've had really good meals, and both of these were down in the village, down in Carlsbad. But uh, uh, going out for sushi, we've really uh, kind of discovered a passion for sushi. Not not big slabs of raw fish, but the well-created, <laughs> create you know, rolls, and they can be beautiful and artistic, and it, they just explode in your mouth. That's what I look forward to.
2: Yeah, And they yeah.
1: are open, so we could do it. But we'd love to get together with some people and, and share. It's it's a really fun way to share food because everything is, you know, cut up. The rolls are cut up, so mm-hmm. it's easy to order five or six different things and mix and match.
0: Yeah, it's communal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a retirement coach, I think you guys are on the right path and that you are continue working and you're still doing that and you have goals to expand and grow your business. I cannot recommend enough that you continue working in retirement. I just think is the best thing for you. And especially if you're a servant type person. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's something that you I mean, you could certainly volunteer and, and get the same benefits too, but I just think this is so nice for you and and people are living longer and they need money longer. That's just a fact of life. It's Mm -hmm. people aren't dying when they're 70 anymore. They can live into their hundreds. So money's a good thing. And and I think it's great. And I really uh, have tremendous respect for you both. Oh, Oh,
2: thank Thank
1: you, Kim. I appreciate you you saying that. I think the key is, um, you know, for anybody listening, whatever, for what it's worth that, you know, you just if you're going to work with somebody, or you even just married, you know, partnership, any type of thing, you you can't have resentments that you just let uh, stay Fair. unsaid, and then you hold on to things, and then you start having, um, uh, you know, a shift in attitude, and it becomes a, a separation. So you just have to, you know, find your common ground, trust each other, be very transparent. And ideally find something that you both love, but that you both have just like a slightly little, you know, a sweet spot for like Sin does, you yeah. know, great with coloring of video, which is a whole art form. Whereas I really like uh, working with clients and working with strategy and storytelling. So yeah, anytime you can work with somebody and just, you know, let go of, of, <laughs> of all those little ego things that can cause resentment. You just got to, kind of surrender to some of that stuff.
0: That's, that's right. beautiful advice. Yeah. Cindy, do you have any? Uh, well, I, I just echo what you're saying just
2: in terms of if if you can work and you enjoy work, find something you love. Because uh, from what I see, it keeps you young. And that, that's the best part of it is that it keeps me young and active and it keeps my mind alert and alive so um i'm really enjoying this shift and who knew who knew in our 60s Mm -hmm. that we would be making this abrupt turn in our lives and um i can't recommend it enough (laughs)
0: that's great it's awesome yeah all right well i want to thank you both so much for your time today and i think it's very valuable and you have a lot of good things to share and i'm looking forward to sharing this with our listeners Great. Thank well, you, Kim. Thank, thank you. you for appreciate having us. it. Yeah,
1: thank you, Kim. It's it's fun thank to you. get a chance to think about how this all happened because we just don't think about it that much. We just do You're it in it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, you you can share this with your son and your your yeah, relatives so they can that. hear the magic that is sending and Chris Ryan. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate
0: thank it. You. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pivot and Thrive. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you know anybody who you think would be a great subject for this podcast, please have them contact me. They can go to my website, retirementpurposecoach.com. And at the bottom of that front page, there is a contact section and they can just reach me right there. I'd love to hear from them. I am a certified retirement coach, so if you need any help from me with your retirement so that you have your own success story, you can contact me there as well. I'd like to thank Bokuwa and Wizzy2K for the use of their song, Will You Stay With Me? I have the link to that song in the show notes. Have an excellent rest of your day, whatever it is that you're doing. I hope it's purposeful. You'll enjoy your life so much better if that's your focus. Bye for now.